Okay, welcome everyone to the second episode of the Growth Stock Podcast. Um, yeah, my name is Tom Sigral and I'm here with Ruan Surish. Um, and uh, yeah, Ruan, how are you today? Well, hi Tom. Uh, thank you. I'm very well. Um, how about yourself? I'm good as well. Yeah, so Tom, before we start, I understand that you just like to quote our risk disclaimer. Yes, so nothing said in this podcast should be taken as financial advice. Always talk to your personal financial advisor before making any invest investment decision. There are risks associated with all kinds of investments. Um, Peter Lynch, which was a very famous fund manager, I mentioned a quote from him last time at the last episode as well. And I would like to do, to, to do that today as well. He has made a lot of interesting quotes in his books and interviews through the years. And th this is one of, one of them. Um, so stock picking is both an art and a science, but too much of either is a dangerous thing. And um, th this is something that we try to, uh, to, to, uh, to try to get that message across in our podcast that to just look at the numbers, you might not be able to pick um, a good company for the future. It's important to look at other things and see other trends as well. And uh, hopefully th th that will be one of the messages in our discussions. Um. So Tom, I remember that in our last episode, uh, we were discussing short-term vs. long-term investments. And now I understand that you'd like to discuss the topic a little bit further. Yes, I, I would like to continue just make a, quick, a short uh, add-on to the, what I said last time. And I think it, a, a person should make up his or her mind before buying a stock, if it is meant for the long term or if it's meant for the short term trade. I think there's nothing wrong with sh short term investments or in speculating. Uh, however, if you, if you decide to buy for the long term, you would not get nervous when the stock drops in the short term. A stock is ownership in a company. However, short term, the, short, the stock price can develop in a different way from the development of the company itself. Long term, the stock price will move, in, I mean, over, over the time, the stock price will move in the same direction as the underlying company's development. Um, so, Rowan, you decided that we were going to talk about Nike today. Why did you pick Nike? Well, um, <clears throat> Nike is traded on the New York Stock Exchange and goes by the ticker NKE. And I think it's pretty fair to say that Nike is one of the world's most popular brands. Um, as most people know, it is the global design a company that designs and develops um, athletic footwear, um, sporting equipment, um, uh, sports clothing, even um, casual clothing amongst many other things is by far the world's largest sports brand um, with a brand value of 34.8 billion US dollars when in comparison their closest competitor Adidas has a brand value of 16.5 billion US dollars. Now the majority of Nike's products are produced by independent contractors and they're sold directly to customers via retail outlets and digital, uh, digital platforms independent distributors and licensed sale representatives. So Tom, what I find very interesting about Nike is even before the pandemic started, Nike heavily invested into their online and e-commerce business platform with their CEO um, quoting, 
as you know, this has been an area of investment over the past few years as um, we build our digital advantage. And I think COVID has really accelerated the pace if we see co um, different companies around the world shifting towards online and e-commerce sales. In my opinion, these investments made by Nike will significantly benefit the company for two reasons in the long run. Firstly, um, due to the pandemic and um, you know lockdowns in different countries, Nike has been forced to shut down many of its stores due to COVID-19. So the company's revenues, um, so by transitioning towards um, a more online-focused sales platform, the company's revenue gains may no longer be offset by the losses and liabilities of their retail stores. And secondly, their heavy investments into the online platform has allowed them to dominate the online market for their products. So I'd like to give you an example. Uh, recently, I bought an Xbox, and although Microsoft you know, produces the Xboxes, I didn't purchase the Xbox from the Microsoft website. I instead went to a third-party licensed seller um, to purchase my Xbox. But in comparison, whenever I'm looking to buy Nike shoes, I always go onto the Nike website, no matter what. And the fact that they've been able to capture such a large percentage of the online market share for their product speaks volumes to how their investments uh, into the sector have paid off. Now, due to these two reasons, amongst many others, I personally believe that Nike has great future growth prospects. So Tom, as you're going to speak about um, the numbers, what about Nike's you know, financial statements excite you? Why do you find it interesting? Yeah, so uh, I mean, Nike, um, based on Nike's stock price uh, on Friday's closing, which was 156.42 US dollars, uh, they have the PE is 37. And that is on the expected full year earnings, and, uh, and Nike's full full year is until May every year, end of May every year. Uh, the price sales um, metric is six, and the dividend yield is 0.7 percent. And uh, the market cap is 247 billion US dollars. Um, so the, the full fiscal year ending May 2021, uh, uh, the reported revenue increased 19% to 44.5 billion US dollars. Uh, next report is coming the 23rd of September. So it's quite soon. So of course that will be interesting to see. What what they what they will say in that um, in that report? Um, the, the Nike's revenue by segment is footwear is sixty three percent, apparel is twenty nine percent, equipment three percent, and Converse is five uh, percent. So it's still footwear is by I mean it's still a very very I mean it's the most important segment uh, by far for them. Uh, it, in, um, in relation to the last report, they raised the guidance up until 2025. And uh, the sales, the projected sales growth is uh, to be on average 10% uh, uh, per year. And uh, the uh, earning per share growth is, um, uh, is projected to be 15 to 19% per year. Uh, so Nike has a strong track record of investing, in, uh, investing to fuel growth and consistently increasing returns to shareholders through dividends and share repurchases. Uh, so Nike has 19 consecutive years of increasing dividend payouts. 
uh, in the fiscal 2021 fiscal year that is until may and end of may 2021 the company returned uh, about 2.3 billions to shareholders and 1.6 billions was in dividends and uh, 650 millions was in 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 the in the way of uh, stock repurchases so tom i remember from our last epi- episode of Alibaba, um, we discussed how Alibaba actually buys back shares. In comparison, you mentioned that Nike actually um, is both uh, paying a dividend and buying back shares. What's your opinion about this? Yes, yeah, so I, I think it's very positive when when all when, when companies in general um, uh, uh, pay dividends and buy back shares, and specifically growth companies, uh, because it shows that they are uh, they have a fiscal discipline. And that they have a focus on the shareholder. Um, it's, I think it also gives a strong forward-looking signal when a company is increasing the dividend year after year. Uh, I think that, that the management is creating flexibility for themselves when they choose to pay dividend and buy back shares. If the company would cut the dividend, it would be a negative signal. The market would probably react negatively to that kind of announcement. However, if the company would put on hold, delay, or even stop the share repurchases, no one would really notice. It doesn't send the same negative message to the market as a dividend cut would do. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's uh, it's, it's a good way of giving back um, 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 capital to the shareholders the way Nike does it, and I think that's the uh, probably the most important way why why they do it in, in both both repurchases and dividends. Uh, that they want to have the flexibility, basically. Uh, Rowan, uh, to summarize, what do you what do you find? Um, why do you find Nike such an interesting company? Well, as I mentioned before, um, recording this podcast, I knew that um, Nike was one of the world's largest, or if not the world's largest, sports brand company. But I didn't know to what scale. Um, no matter where you are, honestly, whether it be at the gym playing a sport or even just walking around in a mall. There's always a number of people wearing or using um, you know, a Nike product. And I think the major reason behind Nike's success is they've been able to offer more products to, custom, uh, um, to customers in more markets than any other sports company, thus enabling them to capture a far greater market share in you know, sportswear, sportswear like clothing and footwear. Um, in comparison to any other company. Now, although it is evident um, that through the different products and services Nike offers, they've seen huge, huge success, the two that stand out to me the most is Nike ID and the brand deals they have with different athletes. So as someone who has you know, played around with Nike ID just for fun, um, customizing different types of shoes, this service, which allows customers to you know, customize their shoes according to their own personal preference has enabled Nike to directly connect with their customers. And as Tom, as you mentioned before, 63% of Nike's revenue has been um, as a result of their footwear sales. Well, 22% of that 63% has actually been generated via Nike ID. And since its introduction, I think it's just seen huge, huge success. And, you know, the thing about Nike ID is that there's also a level of exclusivity added to, um, you know, customizing and purchasing your own shoes because, you know, when you buy a normal pair of Nike shoes, they come in an orange box. 
in comparison to a Nike ID pair which comes in a different box. I'm pretty sure it's black and silver. So, you know, it enhances a consumer's experience in my opinion and encourages them to purchase more products from Nike. And now the second factor that I think contributes heavily to Nike's success is the brand deals they have from athletes in each and every single sport like golf, football, basketball, tennis, etc. Over the near over the years Nike's been able to sign some of the biggest names in sports like Cristiano Ronaldo, Michael Jordan, Rafael Nadal, and the list goes on and on. And in doing so, Nike's, you know, released different products specific to those athletes, like the Michael Jordan shoes or Cristiano Ronaldo's CR7 shoes. Um, as someone who follows sports very closely, I always wanted, you know, the latest football shoes, like Ronaldo's football shoes he wore for the last game, and every few months, he would, you know, wear a new pair of shoes with a new design on the pitch, and I wanted that new design. I didn't want to have the old design. And I think I'm not the only one who thinks like that. I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that a lot of people, you know, want to, you know, stay up to date with their sporting heroes. And I think by doing so, um, this has heavily contributed to Nike's huge success in sales over the past few years and something that has definitely allowed them to grow at such a fast rate. So, Tom, having discussed all the positive things about Nike and Nike's financials. Are there any risks to Nike's stock price? I mean, um, there is a few risks, of course, uh, like in, in all, uh, like for all companies. And um, one of the risks for the Nike stock price is, is their high valuation. Uh, so at the P of 37 for, for, the, for this uh, uh, year, um, uh, already now a lot of growth is priced into the stock price. So um, the company can't make any any mistakes, so to speak. When they so they, they have to continue to deliver strong strong reports. On the other hand, I mean Nike has delivered strong growth for many years, and they always delivered more or less. But it's just one thing that one has to have in mind. Um, uh, the, the, that also makes the company's stock price, I mean, sensitive to the overall sentiment in the market as well. Um, the company has a higher valuation than similar companies, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm emphasizing that a bit. But I, I, I think that they should they should have a, have a higher valuation as they are. Um, they have a, such a strong brand and uh, have have has a very strong track record in what they delivered in the past. Um, in the short term as well, supply chain and lack of supply is a big risk. Uh, for example, COVID-19 has temporarily closed factories in Vietnam and, and in other countries. And uh, a lot of, in, not only in, in, in this sector, but for, in a lot of different sectors, uh, I mean, lack of components and uh, the supply cha chain that is disrupted um, is risks for a lot of companies right, right now and, and, and for Nike as well. Um, and then... Competition is, of course, also a risk for the stock price. I mean, the the, the other sports brands are very good as well. Uh, uh, so the, the, that is something that one have always had to to keep an eye on what other brands are doing and, and coming up with. Uh, and then I also think that there is a geopolitical risks um, as Nike is such a global company, and and they have a big presence in China, for example. So. 
these kind of risks are, are difficult to assess, but they do exist in Nike's case as, as the stock price has, I mean, as, as the stock is priced as a such high valuation. And uh, yeah, to, to so at the end here, I also want to have, do full disclosure, and I own privately uh, Nike shares. Uh, Rowan, how about you? Uh, no, Tom, I do not own um, Nike shares. Well, Tom, I think that brings us to the end of our discussion on Nike. I'd just like to say to the listeners, thank you very much for um, tuning in for this episode. And, you know, stay tuned for more episodes to come. Thank you.